This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. Hey guys, my name is Josh. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, well, originally I'm from Bardstown, Kentucky, the bourbon capital of the world. Uh, it's a town about 45 minutes south of Louisville, the home of the Kentucky Derby. But uh, anyway, I have a couple of stories I wanted to share with you guys. Um, one main one, mostly. I have a few other ones. Growing up in Bardstown, Kentucky, uh, like I said, the bourbon capital of the world. But also one of the more haunted towns in America. Uh, Travel Channel is actually listed, I think, as the 17th most haunted small town in America, which may not amount for anything, but hey, we're proud of it. A lot of tourists like to check out all the haunted places down there. Uh, anyway, my um, to kind of get to the story, my family owns a lot of land in Bardstown uh, on a large farm there. My grandparents bought the house, the farmhouse that was built in 1845. They bought it in 1952 I want to say so the house has changed a lot of hands over the years there's a lot of history a lot of cool stories that we've uh, kind of gathered over the years but one in particular uh, really kind of got attention to the family we um, now most of my family aren't really believers I am my mom is uh, most of my siblings are but everyone else and a couple uncles are pretty much yeah you know hit or miss like maybe they believe in something uh, maybe not, so it's just kind of up in the air. But um, this one story in particular is important to note that my uncle uh, was a firm believer in something going on. So anyway, this house, my grandpa's house, was built in 1845. It was used as a neutral field hospital during the Civil War, uh, among other things. And uh, during the Great Depression, we did find out that it was used as a uh, sort of a board and breakfast. They had a traveler's room that was added on into the uh, overall structure of the house. <clears throat> so, because back then, you know, there was a lot of space in between homes, you know, a few miles, and if you're passing through on your way to St. Louis or Chicago, you needed somewhere to stay for the night and wasn't anywhere near some sort of uh, motor pool or a hotel or anything like that. Um, you could stay with the family, do chores, eat dinner, leave first thing in the morning for, you know, a modest fee. Anyway, so my grandpa's house, the traveler's room is at the top top floor, and the way it's designed is that there's two doors that keep it uh, closed from either side so that whoever stays in the travel room can be bothered from the guests or from the owners of the house, and the owners of the house can be bothered by the traveler's room, just a security measure. So the story goes, um, I was a junior in high school. I'm 30 now, uh, so about 12 years ago or so. Um, I was visiting my grandfather. My grandmother had just passed away. My grandfather was developing Alzheimer's, so we all used to spend a lot of time with him just to kind of help keep his uh, mind as healthy as we could. Um, we, uh, it was myself, my dad, my two brothers, and my two sisters. And we were all staying the night. And of course, it's an old, creepy house. It always gave me the heebie jeebies as a kid, anyway. And we just kind of, you know, we're just there for our grandfather. Everyone's asleep, <clears throat> and uh, I'm downstairs in the kitchen, which is right beneath the travel's room, watching TV, playing, I don't know, Game Boy or reading or something, doing something. And uh, I go to bed probably around 1 o'clock. So upstairs, you, it, you go up the stairs in the kitchen, up directly into the travel's room. My brother's sleeping, and we all share a king-size bed. Uh, at the time, my brothers were 5 and 7. And uh, so we lay, I lay down in between them. Both of them are asleep at the time. 
And uh, I, I had no prior knowledge to this room uh, before this night. None, uh, no clue. I didn't know what it was. All I knew is that it was a weird room that I never felt comfortable in. So I'm laying down. I'm trying to go to sleep. And it's in the middle of summer. It's, well, it's towards the end of summer. It's in the August. And in the Ohio Valley, August is one of the hotter months. Uh, definitely humid. Feels like a jungle out here. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm trying to get comfortable, try to go to sleep. There's a window air-conditioned unit. Uh, but it's not really doing much of anything and uh burning up and all of a sudden I, I notice that it gets freezing cold in the room and when i say freezing cold i mean like middle of winter ice storm freezing cold like we need to have several comforters cold so i crawl under the sheets thinking that just you know it's air conditioning finally working and uh i'm trying to go to sleep and all of a sudden i realize that i'm having a hard time breathing and it feels like there's something on top of me and I understand that you know at the time I didn't but I understand there's such a thing as sleep paralysis but this was much different I was not asleep I never fell asleep I never even closed my eyes I was just kind of laying there and uh, I started smelling what smelled like rotten meat uh, something that had been sitting out in the sun for a long time and on the corner on the ceiling probably about five six feet away from me on the opposite side of the room there's a dark spot that started growing across the ceiling and I grew and it grew and it grew and I just sat there and watched it and I remember freaking out because you know it looked like maybe there was something leaking from the from the roof um so I try to wake up my brother so that I can get them out of the bed and we can go to my dad's room and figure out what was going on down the hall but uh, they didn't wake up no one was waking up I was shaking them and shaking them no waking up and it was getting colder uh, to the point where I could see my breath just a little bit or at least I imagine I did. And the smell got worse and worse, and the covers got heavier and heavier, almost like there was something kneeling over top of me. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, just as it all started, it stopped, and I was able to sit back up. And uh, I looked over, and the spot was gone, or it was starting to retreat back in. So I get up, and I, I run into Dad's room, and um, normally at this point in my life, I was a, uh, you know, a rebellious teenager, not a wimpy little kid. So... I was kind of embarrassed, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So I ran into my dad's room, woke him up, told him what was going on. And now my dad is one of the non-believers. He doesn't really believe in much of anything. I mean, he believes that something exists. He believes in God, but he doesn't necessarily believe in the existence of ghosts or spirits or uh, any of that nature. Uh, he just says, you know, classic Irish Catholic. Um, it's it's complicated, but uh, anyway, so I woke him up expecting him to tell me, you know, I was just a dream or I had sleep paralysis, whatever the case may be. But instead of brushing me off, I tell him what happened, and he tells me that I have to go and wake up my brothers and we have to sleep in his room for safety, which freaked me out. So I went in there, and I was able to eventually wake up my brothers, and we went to stay in my, my dad's uh, bedroom, old bedroom down the hall, and everything was fine. Uh, the next morning, we're eating breakfast with my uncle, which is uh, an important part that I mentioned at the beginning of this long story. I was eating breakfast with that uh, he heard that he had, I had met the traveling cells, and uh, of course I had no idea what he was talking about. So I asked him to kind of explain himself. He says that during the Great Depression, the family that owned the house at that time had a journal and they had a visitor come through on his way to Chicago, traveling east, or rather west, uh, and he was on his way to meet his wife and daughter. So he's just on his little buggy, 
uh, and he stopped at his house, Pepper Farms, for, you know, for the night or whatever, and it seemed very pleasant, very nice, very uh, polite, very helpful, helped make dinner, helped clean up, helped do the dishes, you know, sat out on the porch with the uh, patriarch of the family and had a glass of tea, I don't know, whatever they had, and uh, went to bed. And then in the middle of the night, uh, according to this journal, the one of the daughters heard crying in the room, followed by a loud uh, gunshot. <clears throat> so, long story short, when they're finally able to get in there, they found that the man had blown his uh, had put a shotgun in his mouth and then committed suicide. Uh, and on his body, they found a letter to his wife. Uh, she had left him during the Great Depression as he was a uh, banker and uh, packed up and moved back out to her parents in Chicago and he was on his way to see them but he apparently didn't have the uh, gumption to make it all the way unfortunately so very sad story but uh, it's one that kind of adds up because uh, I realized that the stain that I saw looked spreading across the ceiling and my uncle went on to tell me that throughout his childhood he slept in that room and he often was visited by the traveling banker um, very, very spooky stuff. He, I mean, he's told me many, many other stories about it. And of course, growing up in Bardstown, I've experienced tons and tons of other stuff as well, which I'll be more than happy to call back and tell you guys about. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just uh, wanted to share that with you guys. I discovered the podcast today, actually. Today's August, was August 9th, 2016. Just found it today. I'm loving it. I'm going to become a member. Uh, and support you guys because I love what you guys do. You guys are great together. You're great hosts. Um, and uh, I look forward to hopefully hearing my story on the show in the near future. You guys have a great rest of your day. And uh, take care. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.